With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFiera. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, sounds like I'm doing much better than than you are. Um, since the last time I talked to you, you know, you tested positive for uh, COVID a couple days ago, and you were fine to record that episode. Um I recorded last night, and now it, you're you're. It sounds pretty rough. We're uh, hoping you get better, bud. Thank you. How are you doing, though? Hold, hanging in oh, there, trying to. We're all right. We're vibing. That's about as much as I can say on here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Brandon, we had quite a bit of stuff going on last night that I couldn't really get to. Um, yeah, with the New York Yankees, with a resounding victory over the. Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I just all right. So legitimately, I almost said Baltimore Blue Jays and then Tampa Bay Orioles before I got to Toronto Blue Jays, but um, both of which sound better than their own names. By the way, you're just so used to Anthony Santander just murdering your franchise over the last two days. Um, oh, that... can we talk about that? Because what on <laughs> earth, like. I know he's been hot of late, but still, 33 home runs crept up on me. It crept up on me, too. Four in the last two days alone. Um, if- I did have a, a little sprinkled on him for his total bases the other night. And I was getting scared because it was like his fourth at-bat, and he, he was 0 for 3. And then all of a sudden, dude just hits two home runs. Um, So that was nice. Either way, resounding victory for the Yankees. 5-2, take down Barrios pretty easily as he continues to just struggle here for Toronto. Aaron Judge, 0-1, four walks in the game. 
Brandon, how are you feeling at this point? I'm happy that he's contributing to our team still. Um, as as much as I want him to get to 61, you know, I it's 60 is a, an accomplishment in its own. Um, look, we have a series against the Orioles this weekend, and then we've got four against the Rangers. I would hope in in those games that that he would hit at least one, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I wasn't at all nervous until I heard the story earlier today. Brandon, have you ever heard the story of Sadaharu O? If I believe correctly, he is the all-time leading home run leader in Japan, correct? That is correct. He's also the um, worldwide leader at 868 home runs. Wow, okay. It's what he did with his former single-season home run record that gets you a little bit nervous about all these walks coming in as no one here, you know, it's a different, this is a very different situation, but no one wants to be the guy who gives up 61. Exactly. Or 62 for that matter, making these the two hardest ones to get. But in O's case, O started managing very quickly after his career was over. And a guy had managed to get to 54, his record being at 55. Last last game of the season was at O's against O's team. O intentionally walked the batter all four times he went up to bat. <laughs> he went oh on, he went on to do this with at least two other hitters to get to 54 home runs or hitters that were in contention and then fell short. So this man was incredibly productive as a manager morally sketchy is all get out but just an interesting story i heard regarding this either way you know most people aren't going to look this way but you know i want to see the best season of this century possibly ever is a fair conversation especially by an american leaguer i know you were going through the war statistics and there was a couple guys that were ahead of him um where does he stand in in terms of the non-juiced guys now let's see um you know that is a good question and you know when you look at war like yes it does a very good job of adjusting for for era and whatnot but i still will make the argument that the pitching today like every year the pitching just keeps getting better, and better. oh it's it's significantly better but my point being, my point wasn't even, I'm curious what, where he's at, but my point is. He is fourth. Okay, so it's Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, Aaron Judge um, at 10.9 fan graphs, War now. This is since 1990. Okay, so since 1990, war-wise, he has the best season. However, I'm going to say I don't even care about that. In my eyes, getting the two accolades means enough for me to call him the great it's the greatest season by a hitter in this era um you know as much as like you know you can't you also can't get the triple crown and the home run title or the home run record without putting up a decent amount of war it's physically impossible you can't possibly be that bad at defense that you don't end up with nine war on this type of production so ultimately 
it'll take a notch down because I feel like, you know, it becomes infinitely harder for this to be surpassed if he wins both. But if he only ends up with one or both, that does take it down a notch. I know everyone's going to be really only caring about the home run record, but for me, I just feel like seeing a guy get both and get both of them in the same season would be just so crazy. That's why I'm hoping it comes sooner rather than later because as great as his on-base percentage is becoming now, it doesn't mean a darn thing. And at least for this. So, you know, as soon as he hits that number 61, he's going to loosen up. Everyone else is going to loosen up. And all of a sudden he can start hitting and hitting for average again, which will be sorely needed as he's only 1% behind or ahead of Luis Arias right now. And it is, it is 1% due to rounding. Um, It's actually so, so close. Um, when you actually do the division um, and, and you look at the full uh, decimal. However, LJ, you know, I I have to give Judge credit for having the patience to take the walks and not, you know, blatantly trying to hit the home run. If they're not giving him pitches to hit, he's saying, okay, I, I don't have to swing at that. Yeah, and that was actually my next question for you is if you're Aaron Judge, at what point, especially now that you've clinched the division, you've got an easy schedule coming up ahead of you to an extent, or, you know, it's not the toughest thing in the world after the Toronto series. How much do you expand the strike zone? Knowing Aaron Judge, I think he's just going to wait for his his pitches. Um, you know, it's he he's a guy that, Quite personally, like, yes, sure, he's chasing 61 for sure. But I genuinely believe that he cares about team success over everything. And that might be a little cringy, a little whatever. But you, he's never once talked about his own personal accolades and is all about the team. And look, don't want to put it past the Yankees. This is only our second AL East title since 2012. So. Very nice that we were able to clinch. Uh, Nestor Cortez was getting beer poured down his pants in the clubhouse. I'd love to know who thought that, who came up with that idea because the yeah. <laughs> did not get shown. My name I is just... one of the most amusing things ever. Also, this, and as we talk about the Cardinals next, who get their big win, their clinching win, and they get it against Milwaukee, which just makes it even, you know, even sweeter, makes the confidence even greater. Um, this is the last time either of these teams get to celebrate until they win a pennant. I make a very hard line on that. And frankly, I will root with the exception of the Red Sox, because, you know, that's a terrible reason to go against your own team. I struggle to root for any team that starts celebrating division or wild card round wins and like popping bottles in the middle of the playoff series. Like, look, we are looking for actual concrete things you have won. There are three of them in baseball. Your division, your league, and the World Series. Those are the only three things you should be popping bottles for. And I just want to make that statement once again, how much it bugs me when you're, you know, a guy goes one for four and all of a sudden you're opening a champagne bottle in the playoffs. It's a little bit ridiculous. Well, on to the Cardinals. Um, I talked about them a little bit last night, but they clinch. 
Um, and they're going to end up being the uh, worst division winner in the National League. So they will have to play in the wild card. Um, but, you know, very good season. They've had three of the most productive players in the league, Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Tommy Edmond, um, all over six war. Arenado now has overtaken Paul Goldschmidt in both fan graphs and baseball reference war. So my MVP future on him is I'm still holding out a little bit of hope. Um, regardless, just a very well put together team. Um, you know, you've gotten contributions from, you know, guys that you weren't really expecting. Lars Newtbar is like really good now, like 130 OPS plus and 100 games good. Um, Albert Pujols playing as good as he did. No one expected that. I mean, no one's expecting Albert Pujols to come back with a 143 OPS plus, And we certainly talked a lot about him. But then even some of these other young guys, uh, Dylan Carlson, Brendan Donovan, um, Juan Yepes, you know, these are guys that are all really young and are the future of this team and have just played fantastic this year without even getting into the pitching staff, which it's been solid. There hasn't been any true, true standouts, but they're good enough. And trading for Jordan Montgomery at the trade deadline uh, has, you know, uh, proven to be an amazing trade for them so far. So definitely a team that is going to be really interesting to watch in the wild card. Um, and, you know, LJ, I hate to say it, but I I think Mike Schilt could have also got this team to the to a division uh, title. Oh, very easily. Again, this isn't a this is not a difference of manager thing. This is exactly what was there before, just a couple pieces added in. You know, what went on last year. You know, you have the whole issue with um, Alex Reyes. Basically, I forgot uh, about that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, again, we talk about just the different things that happened last year. You know, you don't have a guy like Jordan Montgomery. You didn't have Jose Quintana. You didn't have uh, Albert Pujols, of course. Um, you know, Corey Dickerson, also a guy who's put up numbers yeah. here for this team, too, that you didn't have in your lineup um, last year. You add all those things you get a year removed from having your closer implode on himself and trying to re reestablish identity in your bullpen. All of that goes a long way towards having everything correct. Um, like getting to 90 wins, getting to being a contender. A lot, all of the changes that have put them over the edge are not managerial changes. This isn't a, this isn't, doesn't feel like a different team in terms of its mentality and its composure. It's, the people inside it. Absolutely. Um, I mentioned this on the show last night, but if you didn't listen to it, I'll say it again. Ryan Helsley, fastest pitch of the year at 104.2 miles an hour. Um, and then in the same game, his teammate, Miles Michaelis, throws the slowest non-position player pitch at 60 miles an hour. Um LJ, it's only a 44-mile-an-hour uh, uh, difference from two actual pitchers. Not bad. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, but congrats to the Cardinals. Five of the six divisions 
are now locked up and we're going to get to Mets and Braves um, in a little bit. But first, um, LJ, I believe we're going to swing things over to Tampa because there was a very, very big, um, what's the word here, activation. Um, Tyler Glass now is back and is starting tonight against the Guardians. I mean, this is, you know, I, I don't know what to expect. I'm expecting that he's going to pitch good and there, this will be a, a, he'll have a few stars to be able to tune up. But he was a legitimate Cy Young contender when he went down last year. Easily. And yeah, this is a huge win for the Rays, their fans, especially in a time where, you know, things aren't going too well for Tampa right now generally the area this is a huge win for them to have this guy back and get something to root for and to rally around going into you know a playoff scenario as for what this guy adds to the team at this point in time you get at least a start right he's also pegged to start on monday against the red sox it looks okay so you get two starts out of this guy to warm up, see where he is. And one thing we know about this group is its flexibility. So at the end of the day, would you really be that upset with seeing your main part of your, your playoff rotation being Shane McClanahan, Jeffrey Springs, Drew Rasmussen? No. Honestly, I can see two different ways that this lineup goes right now, both of which I like. Your options are either Shane McClanahan, Tyler Glass, now Jeffrey Springs, as your and a bullpen game, or and Drew Rasmussen, excuse me. Or if Tyler Glasnow doesn't look good here, he's still 100%, I think, is talented enough. You put him on the playoff roster, but maybe you don't start him. Maybe you put make it Shane McClanahan, Jeffrey Springs, Drew Rasmussen, and we've seen them bullpen in the playoffs before. I like that option a lot. I like both options a lot, to be frank. Yeah, and... um. Of course, they signed Glass now to that extension, um, which, you know, we, we did talk about. And, you know, clearly Tampa has been very impressed with what they've seen out of him in his rehab. For them to give 15 mil AAV to a guy, um, you know, I think uh, Glass now is certainly worth more than that. But we know how Tampa operates. They don't want to really spend money Um uh, at, at least on the AAV front. Um, and the fact that they're willing to give that to uh, to a Tyler Glass now, well, I, I should say it's 15 mil AAV, it's 5 mil next year, and then 25 mil in 2024. Um, still, though, it's really impressive, and they must have seen something that they really, really liked um, post. It was Tommy John, right, that he went yes. down with. Yeah, you know, so he's still only 29. Um, we'll definitely be a tuning in to watch some of his start tonight. Um, this was one of the huge pieces in that Chris Archer trade back in 2018. So, gotta uh, it's a must watch for me at least. Certainly. Well, let's get into that final division, the only one that's not locked up at this point, and easily the second. Yeah, the most drama out of the entire league right now, I say, 
all the first off, all the drama feels to me like it's in the National League. Um, in terms yeah. of matchups, I'm excited for because you have Philly and Milwaukee here, and you've got the Braves and the Mets, and the Braves overtake the Mets on tiebreaker today. Brandon, what are you thinking at this point? Well, you know, Braves got one more against Miami tonight. Um, and then, or sorry, the Mets have one more against Miami. The Braves have one more against, um, the Nationals. And then it's going to be an an off day for both teams on Thursday. And then a huge, huge, huge three game series in Atlanta against each other Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, is this the biggest regular season series you can remember in like the last few years? I I think it's close. This might be personal bias, but let's forget not forget that with a week to go in the season, the Red Sox and Yankees were playing each other with both having a very real chance to get knocked out. Last year, that's right. Yep. Like legitimately they could have there's a world where they split that series and neither of them make it. Yep. The, the Mariners and the Blue Jays being so close behind. So, you know, there are massive series that come up, but this that doesn't take away from how big this one is. And it looks like at this point, Brandon, Saturday's game has already been moved. Okay. Um, right, I could be wrong. No, I'm wrong. I was looking at the wrong thing. Never mind. Well, of course, while this game is in Atlanta, um, Hurricane Ian has decided to make its its mark on the United States. Uh, I believe it has now hit mainland Florida. I'm not a yes. weather expert here. Okay, thank you, uh, meteorologist LJ. Um, <laughs> but we have, you know, this huge series, and it could potentially get moved. Um, you know. You would certainly hope that none of these games have to get moved due to this storm. However, um, an MLB.com report said that there is some options that include shifting Friday's game to a day game or doing a split doubleheader Sunday. Um, Also, while this option is not probably desirable by either team, um, they could make up one or more games on next Thursday, which is the day after the regular season ends, um, only if those games are necessary to decide the NL East title. Because remember, after these two teams play this three-game series, Atlanta gets three in Miami next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the Mets get three at home against Washington. So, you know, while this series is obviously huge, the division could still be wrapped up by the end of next Wednesday. And they, you know, they could say, you know, it's fine that both teams only played 161 games. The Braves only played 161 games last year. So a lot of different scenarios here. I mean, most ideal is that no games get canceled and they're able to play all three um, this weekend. But again, it is weather. I mean, it's it's a scary spot. Also, you got to give give credit when credit's due. We do a lot of talking down on the schedule makers for Major League Baseball on this show. 
congratulations for them getting it right, keeping the last three series here for the for the best, like the easily most interesting division in baseball. And we knew that coming into the year, it would be one of the two. They kept all of the division games for those last three series of the year. That just make adds to the entertainment factor tenfold. Um, honestly, I think three series from Atlanta, right? Yeah. Um, well, no, it's, they, three, it's three for both teams. Um, because no, they, they have they haven't played a non-division opponent since the 14th. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's six straight division in division series for Atlanta end of the year. That's kind of awesome. Wow, love that. And especially with the Phillies, you know, because they did play the Phillies just last week, and that was a huge series for both teams. Massive. And again, if you if they end up losing the series, where do you point to? This was a struggling Phillies team that you split with. Yeah. Drop the not only split with them, you drop the first two and have to like panic to chase back into them. That's not a great place to be. Absolutely. And we'll have a little more clarity on this Phillies Brewers situation um, after tonight. The Phillies lost again to the Cubs, um, or they lost to the Cubs last night. And I mean, they Fangraphs still gives them an 84% chance to make the playoffs. But it's like the Brewers, it's like you lost too. You lost to the Cardinals. It's like, how about one of these teams does the opposite of what the other one does? It would be nice, like, to try to either make up some ground or gain some ground instead of just a constant one-and-a-half game lead. I've I've actually been getting frustrated at watching these two teams. It's like neither of them want really want to make this postseason, LJ. At the same time, there's only so much that Milwaukee can do. Like, the Phillies yeah. had the much easier time of it, like – they should have been able to clinch this with Milwaukee having to play again extra games against teams like St. Louis down the stretch here. Ultimately, for my own entertainment, I'm really pulling for this uh, Milwaukee team. Not only, you know, is it's kind of fitting. As much as I would love to see Bryce Harper and them in the postseason, it's a little bit fitting that um, they choke and blow it all away again after – you know, looking so good for such a long time this year. At the end of the year, after they like, I had all those changes, had all the motivation. They get Bryce Harper back, and they look even better. And then all of a sudden, it all falls apart. They also are thirty-two and forty against above five hundred teams, which just Ooh. aggravating. But more so, how cool would be would a three-game series between St. Louis and Milwaukee be in the first round of the wild card? Oh, that would be awesome. That's what, we're the that's what the win that, and if the Brewers somehow win that series, that would be, you know, that would be really cool. But I think that a Cardinals Phillies matchup is also really good. Um, really, you Great. can make a case in the National League. Really, all these playoff teams, and that's what's so good about the MLB playoffs. It's not like the NBA playoffs or the NFL playoffs where it's very hard to see like one of the teams winning in the in those first rounds. MLB, like I picked the Brewers over the Braves last year in that first round series, right? Yeah. And I, I got embarrassed. It wasn't, you know, the Braves were much the best. I believe they won in four games. Um, it's like at some point, and that's what's so good about baseball is that 
any given three-game series, you can expect any result. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. All well, right. LJ, you have anything else? No, I think I'm all set. All right. Thank you all for listening. Check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. And we'll see you. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.